Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Human Seeking Human. My name is Liz Collins. And my name is Zandi Schieffer. This is a podcast where we read things from newspapers, uh, especially personal ads, and explore relationships, love, and really weird old things. Time, communication, and all of the things they use to deem newsworthy. Which is too many things. Too many things were deemed newsworthy back in the day. Uh, let's get started. Well, we usually get started with a, a dream date. Do you have a dream date for me? I do have a dream date for you, but I want to hear your dream date for me first. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is where we find personal ads and set each other up on a hypothetical date. Mine is from the Detroit Free Press, Detroit, Michigan. This is from March 17, 2000. And this is like maybe a more serious one. This is the first time that I'm like, I don't know. I like it's something that I want to wanted to spark a conversation with you. If if you're interested, you're welcome to say no. But here we go. Okay. I'm a black lesbian looking for someone 21 to 40. Like to have lots of fun and hopefully a serious relationship with someone who isn't concerned about being lesbian. Um, and that's it. And. The reason I brought that up is because there are a lot of ads when it comes to uh, women seeking women and men seeking men ads uh, that talk about things like this. Like this, in this case, it's they say who isn't concerned about being lesbian, and it's a very big thing. So I don't know if you if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember when I was in the closet and like when I first came out. I mean, even up until now, like there's always been this sort of caveat to all of my relationships where I have this issue of like, you know, no matter how wonderful you are, no matter how healthy and strong and long lived our relationship is, there's always going to be this sort of like awkwardness when it comes to my family, you know, and I know that there's a lot of people, especially when you're in like your early twenties, I feel like in like sapphic relationships, like women tend to come out a little bit later. So like 25 and up is a pretty common time right around college or after. And I know that there's a lot of people who say like, oh, I will never date anyone who's in the closet. And it's not like a judgment against people in the closet. It's just like that's a really difficult thing to do is to date somebody who can't be open about their relationship with you. And I know a lot of, you know, gay men who feel the same way and especially actually in just from the people that I've talked to, people who are trans, I think really struggle with that as well. It's just like so many, it, it's this added layer that I think most uh, straight people really don't have to think too much about of like, oh, I really like this person. I wonder if they're ever going to be able to tell their family that they love me. You know, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it, it is. So, so yeah, I totally get that. It, it's a, it's a big factor in queer love. And I imagine, when was that article from? 2000. Yeah, I imagine it was even harder in 2000. I mean, you couldn't even legally get married. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I because any pressure that I've ha- had to not tell anybody about a relationship or or dating or anything has been just a personal thing. I've never had society kind of pressure me into not talking about a relationship that I have or might have. It's been very anything. It's just been my own anxieties or my own things. And yeah, no, I I have never dealt with that. I most likely never will deal with that. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't imagine. So I just saw that and I've seen a lot of ads like this. And then, um, on the other hand, I've seen a lot of ads that where people are, uh, specifically asking for the other person to be discreet about the relationship. Um, so I've seen both, both sides. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. I think that's actually part of why, like the whole personal ads thing, um, for queer people and then online dating now is so wonderful because there's things that you want to get out of the way before you decide to meet somebody and get emotionally involved. And I know that that's sort of relevant for everyone, but it is really, I think, helpful information when you're online dating, when people say like, looking to be discreet or looking for somebody to bring home to my mama, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. And like, I, cause I feel that on like a much smaller scale, just on little things. I'm, I, so I can't Im- like imagine on such a big scale, some things that are so, I don't know, so that societal pressure and pressure from family uh, to have that. And then to be able to share that beforehand, just so everyone's on the same page. Like for me, it's like, oh, are we on the same page about, I don't know we both drink coffee. Like, I don't know. There's nothing that wild in my experience with online dating, but I'd still, yeah. I I know that like a lot of interracial relationships will have a similar Mm -hmm. situation. You know, somebody's parents want them to marry somebody who's within their race or culture or religion. And it's sort of like, whatever it is, it's really hard to date somebody where there's already this pressure of, Hey, I know they don't know anything about you, but my parents don't like you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing you can do to change that. It's yeah, just, that it sense. just yeah. makes going to family parties really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's a good thing though. I'm glad you brought that up with online dating and personal ads that, you know, a lot of people have, when personal ads were a thing, People had a lot of negative things to say about them. People still have a lot of negative things to say about dating apps. But yeah, for a lot of people, I'm sure it's opened a lot of doors and um, given them the opportunity to meet people that they wouldn't normally meet. Yeah. All right. I've got a dream date for you, Zandy. I'm ready. Um, This one's probably not going to open as much serious (laughs) conversation, but you can let me know. I can try. I can force it if you want vegetarian slash humor slash equality single white man nr slash ns ns is no smoking but nr is non ringworm <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> that's not what it is oh. I, just, that's not, I don't know what that means <laughs> Uh, uh, 44, five foot, eight inches, 145 pounds, handsome bearded tennis pro in search of very attractive female, enjoys biking, long walks, passion, theater, fun, and contemporary jazz. Wow. Contemporary jazz. I didn't expect that for some reason. 
a bearded tennis player who likes contemporary jazz. Maybe I should have expected it. Yeah, that does actually make sense to me. Um, but I thought that headline was like so – I feel like it's something you would have in your Tinder bio, except for it would say vegan. But it says vegetarian slash humor slash equality. The big yeah, three. I, I, yeah, the big three. The equality. Don't get me wrong. Equality is very important. I just don't understand its purpose in that headline. Like I – what is it – like that should be a given. You know what I mean? Like what 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 is it about – equality that is such well, a doesn't your so profile say a cab a cab like it's yeah, yeah yeah but like not in the in a headline well okay that's uh but that like i don't know they're probably weeding like that... out the shitty people oh this is from the daily news new york in 1997 i think okay this is also right next to the alternative lifestyles it's not alternative lifestyles but it makes me think that this person is probably pretty chill, you know? Yeah, I guess that They're makes sense. They're putting their personal okay. ad in the gay newspaper. Yeah, okay. Well, in my mind, I was like, eh, yeah, duh, equality. But yeah, because in Ohio, ACAB is not a duh thing. So that's why I put it in there. Same with like, uh, I put BLM in there. And I'm not like even trying to just, I'm just weeding people out here. Like just saying like, hey, yeah, these are, to me, should be very obvious things I support. But yeah, that's not the case for most people that come across me on uh, dating apps. Um, but that's anyway. probably the same thing with this person is like, well, duh, obviously True. I support okay. equality, but some people see equality. Fair. I mean, even now, like if I said, oh, I'm pro equality, I guarantee you there's people who would be like liberal, you know? Yeah. Or they'd say like, oh, you, oh, you probably just mean putting other people down so that like, like, oh, you're like making the white people a minority like that bullshit kind of person. Yeah, true. I, I take it back. Equality is it just seemed a little like after humor. I don't know. It just caught me off guard. I do like this person and I do like equality. So and I am very attractive. I'm not a female, but I am very attractive. So they would at least somewhat be interested in me. I also played varsity tennis. Did you know that about me? I did not know that. So you're also a tennis pro. You just have to grow out a beard and you could be that guy. Yeah, I played uh, varsity tennis um, at a small private Catholic school. We were like division 20 um, and I can't grow a beard. So actually take it. I take it all back. This person would not be interested in me. Were you, um, were you, uh, what, what did your tennis team have a name? Uh, it was just my high school. Or was it just the, the name of the school? Okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. I don't know. In my mind, because I, I don't, I don't, I, I went to public school, but in my mind, like I imagine Catholic schools having the same kind of mascots. We had like the Wolverines in my town, but just like more biblical, like whatever school. We were the like, Silver Knights. On like, oh, I was hoping you'd be like Team Jesus. No, I, we mostly competed against other Catholic schools. So, you know, it's like well, then everyone rival was team, team Jesus. Could be team Judas. <laughs> now, if I started my own high school, um, I would make us the Judases. So, the Judai? Is the that Judai. where Jedi comes oh, from? Oh, Jesus. You can't say that. Sorry. You can't say Sorry. Someone will clip that awkwardly and will separate those two like you just use those two things together it just it's not good it doesn't work um 
but yeah, you'll you know, it's okay. You'll learn. You'll learn once once the tenth edit comes out of you saying terrible things that you didn't actually say. You'll learn. Cancel party featuring me. <laughs> it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Can you do me a favor and read me a textual encounter? Wait, I was just gonna say what what even is a textual encounter? A textual encounter is an I saw you ad or a misconnection, something I find on the internet that, uh, or in an old newspaper where someone's like, hey, I saw you doing this. I want to have sex with you. Um, I don't know. They, they rarely work, but I assume. Are these always sexual? Because I imagined that perhaps some of them were just pure celibate romance. Nothing says romance like celibacy. In eighth grade... We had to, uh, I don't know if I might have mentioned this on the show or on Beach to Sand. It doesn't matter. Uh, we had to take a cup, spit in it, pass it to the next person. And we passed it all around. Everyone spit in it. And then at the end, they asked, oh, no, I think we each got our own cup. Then you spit it, spit in it, and then it came back to you. And once you got your own cup back, uh, the person, it was someone outside person coming in to teach us stuff about stuff, said, uh, they said, uh, would you drink that? who would drink it no one raised their hand obviously and they said okay well that's what se- having sex is like like if you sex with multiple partners is like spitting in a cup and then passing it around it's disgusting and they said that um and then they had they signed a um a for- or they had a form that they passed around and it was a, a celibacy pledge or something or an a- sorry abstinence pledge and it was uh that we would not have sex before marriage um for the record i didn't sign it uh, which was very bold. I was a very dorky eighth grader, uh, and then I didn't have sex for many years after that. Uh, still a virgin to this day. Still a virgin to this day. Um, that's why I started a relationship podcast because I know so much about them and about sex. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. So we we they had to sign this. Like a lot of kids signed it because they were like, yeah, of course. I love religion, Catholicism. And I was like, this is not what I want to sign. And uh, yeah, it didn't lead to me having sex, but I'm glad I didn't sign it. I know in CCD, there was, they didn't do it, but like one of the teachers said, oh, when I was in Catholic school, they told us that your virginity is like a piece of gum. It's it's good when it's brand new, and then once you've used it, nobody else wants it. And I was like, dang. That's awful. That's gross. But you know what? I have a counter analogy, which is that you're like a dollar. You can be passed around. You can be crumpled up, dropped on the ground, picked back up. People are still going to fucking kill each other for a couple couple bucks. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that was awful. Yeah, but, a lot of people are killing each other to have sex with me. You're right. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. We're not allowed to read those news articles until the case is closed, but... <laughs> this episode is just... Thanks for listening, guys. I don't know what's happening. I think it's our best one yet. Yes. If you do, too, leave us a review in the iTunes store. And if you don't, just hang on. Wait a week, okay? <laughs> Next week, maybe we'll figure it out. Oh my god! Okay, this next one, this 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 textual encounter I have. Uh, speaking of abstinence, um, this textual encounter is 
I'm going to use a different name. Oh, no, I'm not. I have to use the same name. I'm sorry. I'm just going to read it as is. Someone put this out there on the internet. Um, maybe I should change the... Lo- I won't say the city this is in. It, they, they specify a specific place. I'm just going to read it, but with the same name because it's a funny name. Is it recent? Name. You're just helping them promote their message. It is. It is somewhat recent. Um, this is from the Cincinnati uh, Craigslist uh, misconnections. Here we go. Alex from Kroger saw you at your job and liked your looks i'm older male who does full body rubs i have my own table and great hands if anybody else knows him you can contact me i can't believe somebody wrote an encounter about you (laughs) that's why i kept the name it was it's actually the name it says so yeah i wanted everyone to know that someone out there uh likes my looks and wants to give me a full body rub (laughs) which i'm i've peaked and they have a table i don't have to bring my own table and i like that they say if anyone knows him you can contact me not like tell him to contact me but if you know him call me we're gonna figure this out together i'm gonna start a podcast it's gonna be called serial <laughs> oh my god that's it that's the joke yeah that was a good joke um yeah i i love this I love this. It's bold, but hey, who knows? Alex might actually be into this. So I, I, I don't see any harm except maybe, yeah, that last bit about if anyone knows. That's like seems like a breach of privacy. It's like don't don't bring this to Alex. Like, let, come to me first, and then we'll we'll find a way to convince him that this is a good thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's move on to our next segment, shall we? I think we shall. This next segment is called "Way Back Whenever." And it's where we read articles from way back whenever the fuck we want to find an article from. I have two way back whenever, so I'll start and then Zandy will go and then I'll do my second. All right. I have two way back whenevers and they're both about love and relationships, but they're very different. So my first one is from 1894 from Anaconda, Montana. My Anaconda don't want none unless you're from Montana. Cut that out. Okay. <clears throat> That's what that song is about, though, actually. It's, it's, it's a reference to Montana, nothing else. Of course. Well, on April 5th, C.M. Von Weisenflue of Basin was an attendant at the district court and was given by Judge Showers a divorce from his wife, Lillian Weisenflue. Mr. Weisenflue was so elated over the event that he walked home to Basin, which was a distance of nine miles. That's it. That's hilarious. That's the see, Like we said in the intro, everything was newsworthy back then. Like you're so happy that you got divorced that you walked nine miles. That's so funny. I was expecting it to be a more impressive number, but I suppose a nine-mile walk is pretty decent. I I expected him to get hit by a train or something. I thought something bad was going to happen. Oh, Negatron! That didn't happen. What was a What was his name? It was something hilarious. Oh, uh, C. M. Von Weisenflue. That's like, I don't know. It sounds like a villain from like Agent Cody Banks or something. That does not sound like a real person. It really does. Good stuff. All right. What do you got for me? This one is from uh, Haver, Montana. That's, uh, or no, sorry, Haver. Oh, shit. 
I just looked up how to pronounce it. H-A-V-R-E, uh, which is, I think, Haver, Montana, uh, based on what I saw. The Haver Daily News, January 1st, 1925. Haver, I hardly know her. <laughs> I'm glad I set you up for that. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, January 1st, 1925. Electric lights installed in Paris Library. Paris, December 31st. The National Library has capitulated to the demands of its frequenters and put in a system of electric lighting. No longer will it be necessary to close the reading rooms in winter at 3 o'clock. When the light of day begins to fade, no longer will it be necessary to close the reading rooms in winter at 3 o'clock. Or when the light of day begins to fade. Or to carry one's book close to the dim light that filters through the opaque windows of the old building. The fear of fire from the electric wiring finally was overcome, and henceforth, 25-candle power in frosted globes will light the pages of rare old books and manuscripts. That is so cool. I never even thought about how, like, libraries would have to close super early in the winter because it gets dark so early. That's crazy. Yeah, and this, I think, is at, like even though it seems so silly, it is very newsworthy for this time, I bet, which is pretty cool. And I like that it said uh, specifically that people were uh, worried that it would cause fires, which electrical fires are real. Um, but I love how there are people who are like, no, 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 we can't we can't have electricity in our library. Oh, no, that's going to cause problems, which it probably did for for in many places. But I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. My favorite thing I've ever found from like way back whenever is on our Instagram at human seeking pod, but it's this illustration and it was anti-electricity propaganda and it just depicted like it was, it's like beautiful too. It's beautifully done. And it's just like death coming out of electrical wires and horses and people dying it's and skulls There's everywhere. Like, it's just crazy. Someone isn't someone tangled in the uh, like between telephone poles in the wires. It's hilarious. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's very dramatic. Um, and yeah, it's a great at Human Seeking Pod on Instagram. Oh, that was a great find. Yeah, we have a pretty solid Instagram. I have to say, toot my own horn, toot toot. Okay. <clears throat> so the first one I read was about relationships. And it was about a man who was so happy to be divorced that he walked home. This article is also about relationships. It's from 1923, so also almost 100 years ago. And this one is kind of the opposite. It's about some real love. But I just want to preface it by saying that I'm going to read the article verbatim. um, But that doesn't mean that... I necessarily agree with the way that this article was written. This is from the Sioux City Journal, Sioux City, Iowa, from September 17th, 1923. And the title is, Death Reveals Weird Relations of Two Women. In La Crosse, Wisconsin, on September 16th, Death ripped the mask from a weird relationship of close to half a century here Friday night when it revealed that William Taylor, regarded for 40 years as the husband of Nellie Taylor, Lynxville, was likewise a woman. Taylor was brought to a local hospital Friday morning suffering from cancer. 
Simultaneously, Nellie Taylor disappeared from the Lynxville Hotel where she had been employed and has not been heard of since. Hospital attaches preserved the sick woman's secret of her sex up until the time of her death. The small village of Lynxville is abuzz with excitement as the strange story which has existed in their midst for 40 years is being unfolded. Police authorities, checking up on the life movements of the pair, have found little to help them along except for stories of old-timers who have rather vague memories. These old inhabitants recite the story of a girl named Nellie who lived in a distant village. Nellie had been shunned by the entire community when it was found that she had been betrayed by a man. Shortly thereafter, however, the supposed stranger appeared and took Nellie away to be married. They never returned. Authorities were willing to believe that the attachment and love of an older girl for her younger friend in distress moved, quote, William Taylor, quote, to lead the hoax for that length of time. Taylor was 65 years old. Nellie was 55. So, we can't know exactly what was going on with these two individuals, but my guess is that these were either two lesbians one who was forced to live as a man because of social pressure or perhaps a woman and her husband who happened to be transgender. But I really love that even in the 20s, even when people could get shunned and arrested and when, you know, the narrative was so toxic as it was about queer love that these people were able to be married and live for 40 years together. And up until William Taylor died. And I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think it was, it's, I mean, it's awful that they lived in a time where, you know, it had to be hidden. I I mean, because I, I don't know if that was even possible to live openly in the twenties. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate timing, you know, but I'm glad they had such a long time together for sure. And one thing that I picked up on was it said that the hospital staff didn't reveal it until after the death. I mean, it's shitty, I guess, that they revealed it at all. I don't know if it really was the news business. It wasn't. But like the fact that they seemed like they were willing to keep that a secret as well, or at least some members of the staff, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool and progressive of them. I don't know. I if it's a doctor thing I mean I don't know I feel like that should be just a thing in general but in the 20s I wouldn't expect that to happen basically so I'm also glad that that happened too but um yeah it is a little bit sick that they say you know everyone was a buzz and that it was like this Mm -hmm. hot topic I think that the most funny thing about it like the part that is actually a little bit funny to me because it is really sad obviously and and heavy but I love the idea that they think that they were married for 40 years and it, it, Nellie Taylor never realized that she was married to someone who was born female like that she was just duped and just was like what you know the fact that, yeah that was a conclusion at all is like oh come on oh come on that's like uh, this whole thing they seem very naive but like that is a huge stretch but i don't know
that brings us to our honest ad. Are you ready to hear an honest ad? Yes, I'm so happy to hear an honest ad. Yeah, thanks everyone who's uh, written in. Uh, don't forget, uh, you all can continue to do that. Humanseekinghuman at gmail.com. Uh, you can talk about what you're feeling, what you're going through, uh, and maybe we'll read it uh, anonymously on our show. So here is this week's honest ad. Asexual woman seeking safe dating spaces. I'm a 25-year-old woman looking for romance, companionship, and emotional intimacy. Although I am extremely independent, partially due to trauma, lately I found myself craving for a partner. I have dated both men and women in the past, but after some bad experiences, I'm not sure if I'll ever again be able to trust men to the degree necessary for romantic connections. At the start of 2021, I made the decision to start dating again, purposefully seeking only women and non-binary people. The problem is, most of the people I meet are very sex-focused. I don't mind making friends on dating apps, but I wish it were easier to find other people who don't prioritize sex in relationships. I'm tired of people assuming sex is a given. I'm tired of having to have the asexuality conversation. I'm tired of meeting someone, getting a crush, and ultimately ending up with yet another friend when our expectations for a romantic relationship don't match. I live in a small European country where it already feels like every queer person knows everyone else, and half of them are my friend's exes. It feels like I'm the only ace person around. And whilst it's heartwarming to have all these friends and their support, what I dream of is to be someone's primary partner. I don't even expect monogamy especially if they wish to have sexual relationships with other people. Most of all, though, I wish that I wouldn't feel inferior as a possible partner. I wish I didn't have this internalized belief that no one would choose me over a sexual relationship with someone else. I wish I could feel at least equal, if not like the fucking catch I obviously am. Yes! Okay. You are a catch. You deserve love. I'm happy that you have friends. I'm sorry that you're having a hard time. I can relate to feeling like everyone in the dating scene is your ex, friends with your ex, or your ex's friend. Wait. Your that makes ex, sense to me. Your ex, friends with your ex, or your friend's ex. You know, I don't have too much insight into what it's like to date while asexual. And I really, I really hope that you're able to find what you're looking for. I know that it's difficult to feel like maybe the only options that you have for meeting people are online because I know that that can be sort of the only safe way to get to know people and know if they're going to be accepting of your orientation. And I really wish that I could give you some like great dating advice or anything like that. Um, you know, I love that you're so open and vulnerable and I'm sorry that you have to keep putting in that emotional labor um and I think that you seem like a really interesting and open person and 
I think it's awesome that you're open to polyamory. I have a couple of friends who practice ethical polyamory, and I think that it's a really beautiful thing, especially if you and your partner have different dating expectations when it comes to time, romance, sex, etc. Um, and yeah, I just really hope that even if it's not the romantic love you're seeking, you're able to feel a lot of love and support. I cannot ever fully understand, you know, what you're going through. And, um, but yeah, I, I agree with so much of what Liz just said. I, you are a fucking catch. So I agree with you too. I think that's just so awesome that you ended with that because heck yeah, like you have the right mindset. Like I, I, that's something that I feel like I struggled to get when it comes to dating and what I was looking for is just having that right mindset and getting to a point where I feel like, uh, I know myself and I know what I'm looking for. Um, that was so hard to get to. And I'm really impressed by the way that you talk about your journey and talk about um, you know, what you want out of your journey in the future. And you very much deserve it all. Uh, and I'm glad you have your friends. But yeah, sometimes that's something that like, hey, that's that's that doesn't matter. Like things can be so great. Like you can have the most supportive family, the best friends in the world, but that doesn't, that doesn't take away from, um, your struggles. Like, you know, that doesn't mean like, oh, well then you should feel better about your struggles. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there where it's like, it doesn't matter. You can have all the love in the world, but like you're looking for something and you deserve it. And I really want you to get it. And I, I, I think you can, I, I have faith in you, but yeah, that's still so difficult. And I, um, like I said, you know, I don't totally, you know, can't, can't fully understand, but, um, I hope that you can find, um, the right communities. I mean, that is one thing, um, with, you know, looking for people online, uh, even though, you know, it might be harder to find people in your exact area, at least maybe you could find people, um, you know, with the same mindset as you or like people you want to talk this through who would fully understand, uh, and find those communities somewhere online. Um, I've, I know we've had multiple people talk about their um, asexuality who've written in. Um, so I hope that you can at least find, you know, the people that can help guide you and lead you to that right person. Because I, I, I very much, uh, you know, have faith in that, that, that you will get there. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I know I, I say this a lot what I'm about to say. I say I feel like I say this a lot, but it's been very true for me. It feels like when the when I least expect something when it comes to relationships is exactly when it happens. And when I'm like not saying don't like just stop looking for it, but sometimes it's like that thing that you're not even looking for. It's like suddenly, whoa, it happens. And then you're just in it. And then you know, you eventually you'll look back and be like, wow, I can't believe I was uh, worried about this at all. And like wonder, you know, this is like, wow, it's just, here it is. We're, we're in it. We're doing it. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that happens to you. I know that's that one, that part's not necessarily helpful, but um, it's just something that I would think about. Uh, and I do think about because I'm like, yeah, like sometimes I just need to just let that rest for a bit, let those thoughts rest and be like, you know what? Good things will come. Good things will come. And yeah, so yeah, I, I, I think they will. I have one other little piece of advice that might be helpful, which is something that I do and something that I think is helpful when you're dating anyone, whether it's a new or old relationship. Um, 
you mentioned that, you know, you're really sick of having the same conversations over and over again when you're dating. Um, I know for me, I have some PTSD symptoms and I really struggled to communicate why certain things will trigger such an intense response. And especially in the moment, I can't be available to explain why I suddenly just completely shut down or why I suddenly became super frantic or angry or scared. And I know that something that's really helped me explain things that I don't want to or have the emotional energy to explain is to just have a couple of articles that you feel like really explain what you're trying to communicate and send those. Say, listen, I know that you're a little bit confused and curious about what asexuality would mean. So maybe you could take some time and read this article. And something that I've found in dating is that when I ask somebody, can you read this article? And that will help you to understand It's always really special and touching when somebody actually puts the time and effort in to to read that and to really understand it in the context of what you're trying to communicate. And it takes a lot of the pressure off because not only are you not having to explain it yourself, but they're hearing it through the lens of this is real. You're not the only person who deals with it. There's information about it online and you're welcome to if you have further questions continue to research it yes you can talk to me but that's not the only way you can get this information and if i'm not in the mood to talk about it and i say that you don't feel like oh well now i have no way to understand you google it hey i'm dating somebody who's asexual hey i'm wondering you know what it's like to online date as somebody who's asexual or, you know, whatever. Just take some of the burden off of yourself because it's not your responsibility to explain asexuality to people who aren't educated. Maybe, you know, they don't know about it, but you can at least just have a couple of links bookmarked and say, hey, look, I'm I really sick of having this conversation. Here's a couple of really great articles you can read. And if you read them, and you feel like you're still interested in dating, let me know. I think that's great. Yeah. I, um, yeah, there are probably many times in my life that I really should have, and I've started to do this more. I should have just fucking Googled it. I should have just looked, you know, like there's so much out there and that's so true. I, um, I, yeah, I still do that. And I've mentioned that in another episode, like any situation that I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just Google it. Cause yeah, it's all there. You know, there are people, um so yeah no i like that advice a lot and honestly i should be googling things like this myself right now like regardless of my current situation that's something like i should shouldn't always come here and be like i don't know what i'm talking about you know sometimes we all say like oh i read this article or at least have something not not that it'll make me an expert or be able to fully understand but any sort of context could be helpful and that's something like a side note thank you to everyone who writes in because y'all are giving me some context and i know it's you know it's it is the responsibility should be on me to 
um, research a lot of this, especially hosting a um, relationship based podcast. But um, I do appreciate all the uh, emails and all these uh, all these honest ads because I'm learning so much. I've learned so so freaking much, and it's sometimes it's things that I wouldn't have thought to Google or wouldn't have thought to because it my in my bubble, especially since like all of this show has been during a pandemic. So it's not like I'm getting out there and doing things, but it's, it taught me so much. Sorry. That was a very random side note, but yeah. So thank you for writing in and sharing your thing. And uh, Liz, thank you for sharing that and that you um, do that yourself. I appreciate that. That's yeah. So yeah. Anyway, cool. Well, I like to end us with, you know, a little extra zhuzh, a little vavoom, a little vava. Ooh la la. So I do have another clip from 1931. Tisho Mingo, Oklahoma. Tisho Mingo. What? That's Tisho Mingo. Tisho Mingo. That does not sound like it's in Oklahoma. I know. T I S H O M I N G O. Tisho Mingo, Oklahoma. That's fun. That's a fun. Is that a iambic pentameter? Shamingo, Oklahoma. If I if I if I knew if I knew what I am big pentameter was, <laughs> I would answer that. Um, Shakespeare does it. It is the historic capital of the Chickasaw Nation. Tish- That's Tishamingo. cool. Yeah. Okay. I just oh three and it oh wait second fun fact about it. Uh, they have three star hotels averaging one hundred sixty three dollars. That just popped up with Google. Sorry, I just that's that, pretty pricey. One hundred sixty-seven dollars. It seems like such a niche area. Four point four seven square miles. That's how big this place is. What and it has <laughs> hotels around? Unless I'm reading this wrong. Hold on. You're saying hotels two. plural, but I'm guessing that there's maybe <laughs> just one hotel, and it's the only hotel for miles. Um. There are sorry no 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 you're wrong you're wrong there are two hotels, the Pennington what? Inn, and the Tishomingo Inn, but there's also a Best Western in like a town over. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Is this about the 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 Pennington Inn? No, but I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> this is from the Aggie Light. Now, this is a interview, a script of an interview between someone named Bird Colbert and someone named Victor Rabin. Okay? <laughs> okay. And this is, I believe, supposed to be a joke, but I think <laughs> I it also that. is, like, wrong. What? Like, okay, I'll just read it to you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Bird Colbert said, When I was once in danger from a lion, I tried sitting down and staring at him as I had no weapons. Victor Rabin said, How did it work? Bird said, Perfectly. The lion did not even offer to touch me. Victor said, Strange. How do you account for it? And then Bird said, Well, sometimes I've thought it was because I sat on the top branch of a very high tree. (laughs) 
But it's like lions can climb trees. Oh, I see why it's wrong. I thought, okay. Um, okay, well then, maybe they didn't know that in uh, 1930s Oklahoma. Oklahoma in 1931. <laughs> being like, imagine if a lion could climb a tree. Also, what's a lion? You know what was terrifying is Bird actually went on a like a little safari adventure like 10 years later and thought he was safe in that tree. I wonder I wonder if this weird I don't I I'll call it a joke because I assume that's what this is. Um I wonder if this weird joke led to any deaths where someone read that and thought, "Okay, now I know that lions can't climb trees." And then they happened to encounter a lion one day in their life and then they climbed a tree and died. That would be wild. I was at the the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston one time and there's this portrait of people like falling out of a boat and there's this huge shark but it's a very weird looking shark it's like one of those old paintings that that where it just looks a little bit wrong like they've never like it's like they've never they've just heard of a shark and then painted it they've never seen one and the 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 curator the art historian whoever it was that was like standing there walked over and because i was like that is the weirdest looking shark i've ever seen ha and they were like oh so the the painter who painted this lived inland and never saw uh any sharks or large sea mammals sea animals in their life and this was just based off of something that they read and i was like okay one that makes sense and two that's pretty good considering pretty that good. they got that from reading. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like, have you seen those medieval, um, I think it's like medieval books and they have these drawings of weird, of animals that they've heard of. Some are spot on, but most are like, whoa, yeah, this is, this is one too many legs on, on that giraffe or something. I, they have, I <laughs> this, that. there's some really good ones. I'll but put yeah, some that's of those so without funny. context on the Human Seeking Pod <laughs> page. And when you get to this episode, you'll understand. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that when they're just weird things that podcasts will post on Instagram. And you're like, one day I'd like to get that. Like with Beach Too Sandy, since we've been doing it for like two years, over two years now. Geez. Um, people will still get comments on things from like over a year ago where people will comment and say like, finally got to this episode. So yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I love that. And it's just like some random post. I'm like, man, I forgot that ha- that happened. Um, so yeah, uh, human seeking pod, human seeking pod. It's good shit on there for sure. Um, like- I have to say, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to be able to post it though, just because I don't know how to spell medieval. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm going to find them. Um, yeah, M-E-D-I-E-V-A-L, I think. So listen to this episode back so you can hear the spelling. Don't text me about it. I don't want to. You have to. This is the last time I'll tell you. <laughs> text you. I'm going to call you. <laughs> no. Leave me alone. I'm not answering the phone. I'm going to fly to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Famous medieval city. So we actually advertise it everywhere. So you'll just see the word everywhere. Um. Oh, these are really insane. Right? Right? What People, it's the hell funny. is going on? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Everyone check out Human Seeking Pod on Instagram and Twitter um, because there's probably going to some weird shit. Liz is going to go on this deep dive and this is going to post all sorts of weird things. Um, 
Wait, can I show you this one? Yeah, I want you to guess what animal it is, and then we'll wrap up the pod. I, I I was gonna say snail, but I I no, I don't even know. I what could it's that, a snail. Oh, it is a okay. snail. Yeah. Why would they think a snail looks like that? I don't know. What about this why one? would I think a snail looks like that? Hold on. Um, an aardvark? No, it's an elephant. <laughs> I see it. That's hilarious. Oh they my god! They really so missed funny. the mark with the ears. Yeah, yeah. I think they missed the mark on most things with that elephant. It looks like a a dog with a snout. Fair enough. Fair enough. This is how I feel about them. <laughs> what is that? It's a it's a tiger. No, it's not. It doesn't even have stripes. <laughs> what? What? Good. That's like the basic thing. It's like a a large cat. Oh, sorry. With it's a leopard. It's a leopard. Okay, so they got spots. Okay, I was, man, you're you're doing these uh, medieval people dirty because that. Sorry looks... to the medieval people. Don't sue just... us. <laughs> They're just gonna haunt the shit out of you. They're gonna cross this fucking ocean and haunt the shit out of you. Watch out. Um, gosh. Okay. Well, thank look, you, everybody. Look, they painted Poncho. <laughs> these are all going on the Instagram. So check us out. <laughs> Instagram, Human Seeking Pod. If you'd like to uh, share your honest ad or just email us and say hi, uh, send us an email at humanseekinghuman at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for, for hearing from us. We look forward to talking to you next week. Until then.